1: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of She We are here today to put the she in education. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Summer Yaker. My name is Summer. Education. <laughs> education. Uh-huh. Education.
2: It's, there. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's anywhere you force it to Just- be. <laughs> I
1: believe in education. <laughs> A her. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Apparently I said something last week about Georgia and I don't remember what I said. I know. I kept seeing I kept seeing
2: that. And I was like, Summer loves Georgia. I
1: do. What did I say? I don't remember what I said, but um What's new? My name is <laughs> <laughs> My name is Summer Yeager. And I'm here with my beautiful co host Joy. And something that I learned about Joy that I didn't know. Okay. Um, Was that you are... And I, you know, when I say I didn't know, I could have inferred this. Okay. Perfectly fine. But you are really good at cooking beets. Oh. So good that I'm afraid to try it myself. <laughs> it's very easy. Because I don't believe it. It does
2: require a little bit of time. And you might dye some things in your kitchen. Oh, But yeah. honestly, it comes out easier than...
1: When you made you them, they to. tasted like candy. They were so good.
2: They get I didn't even put anything sweet on them. They just when you roast them, they it's like kind of like onions. Like it breaks down something in yeah, it breaks down and, and creates releases delicious. sugars. Yeah,
1: quercetin. Oh, very nice. You're welcome for that little <laughs> tidbit of info. Very nice. Um, but yeah, I. Well, what, happen- what ha- happened was um, <laughs> you made those delicious beets and I was like, I am going to learn how to make beets. And what's happened is there are now beets in my fridge and I'm going out of town tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> They're not getting cooked. Beets are, as someone
2: who, I love beets and those are a vegetable that if you don't, they require some time to prep mm-hmm. if you really want to do it well. You have to, like...
1: Well, here's the deal. is I think when we're done recording and I go home, I think I'm going to try to make them and then just have them in the fridge. Yeah. So, you know.
2: It's, it's one of those uh, vegetables that feels like it takes longer to process than it really does. But that's just because it takes longer than a few. Yeah, it, ta- that- <laughs> it takes longer than peeling a banana. Right. <laughs> and so we're like, it's hard. <laughs> we're like cutting a... You know what song
1: I just started playing in my head when mm-hmm. I told you I was going to do that? Have you heard this song? Just- this is what's going on in my head. How's it <laughs> now. This is what's going on in my head now. Say a little wear. prayer for me, Joy, <laughs> as I go home and try to make beats. Anyway. It's a, it's a Christian song. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Say a little prayer for you. (laughs) Say a big prayer for me, not a little one. I need big prayers, y'all. Big beat prayers. (laughs) Um. Why did that tickle me so bad? (laughs) I'm never going to get over used to, also. Oh, yeah. Please tell them the used to story.
2: (laughs) So, the story of you two, used to. Of you two. That's a different story. Yeah, that's a totally. Probably take longer than this one. And I didn't invite Jerry. And um, I care less. Yeah, yeah.
1: I care way less.
2: <laughs> what happened to them? They went no for getting an entire album. No one knows. like downloaded into our brains to.
1: No one knows what happened to you too. Jerry not... knows. Okay, we'll ask. We'll him. ask Jerry.
2: Ask, ask Jerry. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh. Okay. So used to is this is every time I take a bath, <laughs> this exact thing goes through my head every time. Every time. I just, the words used to pop into my head because that's what a bath is. A bath is used to. And then I think, is that something that I made up or is
1: that something that I heard? It's so you because of you fruit. Right. That's how you, you do that. It just. You do. Yeah. You do the used to, the you fruit. You do. You
2: do. (laughs) All of it. I just, that was just a thought that and just now, popped in and it's never left.
1: What I can tell you since you said that to me a week ago is that now every time I take a bath <laughs> I also am thinking of you Stu. <laughs>
2: it doesn't really bother me. I'm not yeah. a big germaphobe but maybe spare some of your mm. friends that <laughs> that um, are not so chill about mm. soaking in your Yeah. Self. <laughs>
1: So you can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. We listen. I take notes. Um, we're about to start a new round on Patreon uh, with Book Club. We are. So that's super exciting. I More details to come. Stay tuned for that. Uh, and you can hit up our shop at shopsheelages.com. Buy a t-shirt.
2: Which we are also um, making headway on some new designs.
1: Yeah. Yes, so. I'm super excited. I, I'm about, I'm about to buy some stuff from the store <laughs> 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 soon and very soon. Um, songs keep popping in my head. Everything I say, soon and very soon, we um, are going to see the king. Can
2: I please? I'm, I'm totally. Uh, this is a complete sidetrack, and I wish that I could. Okay. I love sidetracks. I wish that I could look it up. Okay. But there is this, it's not, I don't even know what, it's a synesthesia, which I don't even totally know what that is. Like in, in comparison to something else. Anesthesia. But there, (laughs) (laughs) I think I know the difference between those two. Yeah. Um, But so there is this, it's not like a disorder. It's a synesthesia. But you, and I forget the, there's a bunch of synesthesias, but um, okay. I forget the the two most important words of this one, which are the words other than <laughs> synesthesia. What? Um, Basically, it has like a full name. Yeah. But I'm only remembering... Part of it. The most common part of okay. the name that's not going to... Well, anyway. So it is a thing where people can taste the words that they say. Yeah. um, And I've been watching a few people do this okay and it's just very interesting and you just said something a second ago oh you just kept thinking of songs i keep thinking that, every, so,
1: everything i say i'm hearing it in a song so what
2: i'm trying to do is basically write you a superpower right and yeah this is like the beginning of it perfect this but, is the
1: beginning of <laughs> my superpower where i just think in which is that
2: only. you are constantly have a soundtrack. going I through do your head. constantly. It's the which worst, we actually. get requests that to play soundtracking again. We do.
1: I know some, and we also get requests to never do it again. So, you know, I just can't make everyone happy.
2: <laughs> You're all. None of you get to be happy. No,
1: no one is happy because of the show. Okay, <laughs> everyone, please leave and go be miserable. <laughs> is that what you guys want? Anyway, um. <clears throat> So leave us a voicemail. I do listen to your voicemails and I take little notes and I'm like, huh, people keep asking about this and people keep talking about this and people keep bringing this. Certainly
2: leave us. If you can taste words, certainly let us know. Leave us a voicemail.
1: Last night, Jenny and I were doing something and she like put straight, put her finger in my mouth. And it was honestly one of the worst experiences (laughs) of my life. She didn't mean to, Uh I was singing a song and she went to like cover my mouth Oh. We were playing. It was an accident. It was an accident. And then like the next thing I know, like her tiny finger is in my mouth and I was so bothered. <laughs>
2: Georgia likes she wants me to lick her fingers off. Like when she gets food on her fingers, what? she wants me no to clean her off.
1: You and Georgia have the funniest relationship. It's hilarious. You really? guys yeah, you guys have a really really interesting relationship. And it's like uh, it's very normal when you have first ha- obviously like if you carry it around your like adult child like you carry around your infant that'd be weird right like it'd be you know it, that's not normal right Um, but like you guys are so in each other's spaces Business. yeah mm-hmm. like it's uh, I would think something was wrong if you weren't like if you <laughs> seriously if you weren't picking her nose every day I would be like are you mad at her or like <laughs> Are you guys okay? Did, she, you, have, did you guys have words? Or? I went.
2: <laughs> I went from basically having, because I got married and then mm-hmm. not that much longer, had a child. I went from basically having no physical contact with anyone, anyone on a
1: regular basis to
2: only having being
1: pregnant and married. <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: So. We just have this special bond where we are very in each other's space. Her
1: face when you're getting her boogers out is also hilarious. (laughs) Her face when you're fixing her hair is hilarious. Uh She, like, knows it's happening, and she almost leans into it, but she's, like, mad about Uh it. And it's just really funny. And you, I mean... It doesn't phase you at no. all. <laughs> it does not phase you. Like when she's struggling to not have her nose picked or not have her hair yeah. fixed, you aren't. It, I don't even. Does, I'm like, does Joy? Does she register? <laughs>
2: there are plenty. <laughs> there are plenty of no cues that I will pick up on from Georgia.
1: Yeah, but, but some, when you're physically taking care of her,
2: some are. Yeah, yeah. some are just like, I don't have to. I don't have to, to listen whim. to this. I'm like, doing this. I can just accomplish my goal here and you would have move on.
1: I I think you would have made a good. You would be a good nurse. Yeah,
2: I think that's true. Mm-hmm. um
1: You're not squeamish, mm-mm. and frankly, you're gonna do what it takes to take care of this person, whether they're fighting you or not. The struggle doesn't matter. Sometimes they fight. <laughs> Sometimes they fight, and some, and you know what? All the time, she doesn't care. <laughs> I'm gonna do its best for you.
2: Lay down. Sometimes people
1: need the most help when they're when they the don't fighting want the any help. <laughs> and we've explained everything that needs to be explained. Um, so anyway, all that to say, we get a question uh, all the time about education and schooling and. Mm-hmm what does that look like? And what do you think about this? And do you have recommendations for this? And, uh, you know, this topic is obviously important, even though I'm homeschooling, you have an infant, like even, but this was still something on our, we would have said the same things four years ago. I think Mm -hmm. that we're going to say today. Yeah. um, you know, if you were unmarried and didn't have kids and weren't looking forward to educating your kids. And if I still was in that stage of having toddlers, like everything I have to say about education, like none of it has really changed at all. Um, except I do have a little bit more experience now because I've been homeschooling for three years. Some of that practical, practical experience is there. Um, although it's been three years guys. Okay. Um, I'm still learning. (laughs) Um, But all that to say, I think we have we have a theology of education and what our responsibility is to it that I think belongs to every Christian, regardless of their age or singleness or married or kids or not or what they're doing. Like the Bible is very explicit about knowledge and truth and how we are to approach it. Mm hmm. Well, and I think we,
2: we stayed away from the topic. We were talking about this a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. We stayed away from it because to an extent, it's not our business. Mm -hmm. Like we're not, we don't like screen our listeners or our friends or whatever. (laughs) Right. Um, (laughs) Yeah. To make sure they're homeschooling. And this, I would say this episode's not about homeschooling. Like hopefully that's not what you get mm-hmm. by the end of it. But mm-hmm. Summer was, t- we'll just explain a little bit what you said Yeah, earlier.
1: So something I, I have not wanted to have this conversation uh, because I, like she said, to an extent it's really none of our business. Like what you're.
2: There are plenty of situations that make it impossible or hard or
1: yeah people are like you know they want to know what's your opinion on like what kind of public education private homeschool um and i do have my opinion and you'll know what it is as we have the conversation uh but i don't there are situations i've been a single parent wondering how am i gonna educate my kids like because I'm there's no way I'm going to be able to afford private school as the only parent there's no way I'm going to be able to homeschool so there's plenty of situations out there that make the like deciding how you're going to educate your kids and what that's going to look like uh make it difficult but the, those are the extremes the, that's not the normal situation that most of us are in that's an extreme situation but even then I knew I was going to have to trust God for my children's education. Right. I didn't know what it was going to look like. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know I was going to get remarried. Like, I didn't know that. Uh, and so I what I couldn't do was go down into a spiral of worry because how my kids were going to be educated wasn't readily apparent. What I knew was that I my worst case scenario was having to put them in public school. But I realized that that might be what I was going to have to do because of the situation that I was in that w- it was on the table. Right. Even uh, if
2: for a period of time or
1: right. Even whatever. if, even if for a period of time, but I trusted that the Lord would do what he was going to do and that I could trust my kids to the Lord, even though I would have shed blood not to send my kids right. <laughs> to public school. Um, private schools don't take blood as a <laughs> payment. It turns out. They don't. <laughs> Um, but all of that to say, I, I, do believe that, um, worldview, how we educate is not neutral, right? Nothing that we do with our brains or our minds is neutral. And I, I, think also in a lot of the questions that we get about education, um, I'm, I don't believe that the first things are coming first and that's really what I want to talk about. Right.
2: Um, My one last little, I think, our practical uh, conversation that we just had about private home public schooling is that if you have convictions towards educating your kids in a certain way, I would encourage you to make it happen, even if it requires sacrifice. I've never met anyone that sacrificed to educate the way that they wanted to and regretted it. Right. So other than that, Mm -hmm. we're not. Let's just have a conversation about, yeah, education and mm-hmm. what that looks like.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I we would say that the scripture we we listened to a lot of Bonson, Greg Bonson was great on this topic of worldview and things like that. <clears throat> um, and the thing that he said uh, that is extremely true is that there is no educational institution that is neutral they aren't neutral and you shouldn't be uh they are not neutral and we could demonstrate this over and over but w- and from, hopefully we have right <laughs> we could talk about scenarios i have one i'd like to bring up but mostly what i would prefer to point to is that scripture is very clear that there is no neutrality like there in in terms of worldview and education, there is no neutrality whatsoever. Um, and so Paul especially talks about this quite a lot in the Bible. Um, and in Ephesians, uh, Ephesians four, am I in the wrong? I'm sorry. Colossians two and Ephesians four are radically different, but there's actually, I wanted to talk about Colossians two as well. Um, So in Ephesians 4, in verse 17, Paul says, So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Okay. There's no neutrality in this verse. Okay. Okay. Paul says he in, he's insisting you cannot live like the Gentiles in the futility of their thinking. They are actually darkened in their understanding. So I believe that we the way that we think with our minds, right, we're to be continually renewed. Um, there is it's not even possible for a Christian to have anything to do with with education that is darkened in its understanding and i don't believe as much as we might i think a lot of us want to believe that education is is neutral that like well really you know i just i just want my kids to learn it's a series math. of
2: facts um historical occurrences mm-hmm. uh yeah calculations mm-hmm. uh chemical compounds right, right? it's all just like objective neutral information that we want our kids but it's but
1: it's not it's not neutral because why does math make sense right why why does biology work who invented it if you send your children to government schools they're not going to be told anything neutral no about where we came from or why the cell works they're going to be told that this was a process of evolution Right. They're going to be taught from a darkened understanding, from a futile place of thinking, that this is why this happens. Yeah. Um, the foundation, you know, we're told in Proverbs 1 that if you're neutral, you're not going to be able to gain knowledge. I mean, it's (laughs) this is this is Bible 101. I, I realize some of you are like, Yeah, I've read this, I know what it says. But it's the fear of the Lord that's the beginning of knowledge. It's not, it's, it's, it's not even that like, it's the fear of the Lord that gives you some knowledge. It's the, it's the fear of the Lord that's the very foundation of even gaining.
2: Right. You're talking about epistemology. Knowledge. How we know, how we know. What we know. What we know. Right. Um, and that is not anything, you won't escape having an epistemology. You won't. Um, right. You, every single person on the planet, anyone, even people Mm -hmm. who claim to be neutral, Mm -hmm. which is some—it's this weird notion that they get because they believe that nothing created the universe. That means there's no, right, like bias or tie, Mm -hmm. um, to their opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's just weird. Um, (laughs) it that doesn't—it's not consistent. Right. Um, and honestly, if you bring if you if you bring neutrality to its logical uh conclusion nobody actually lives like nobody that nobody lives like that um no <laughs> no one lives like that basically everyone <laughs> believes that everyone believes in some they everyone has an epistemology everyone has a system yeah. regarding how they know mm-hmm. what they know mm-hmm. so you can't um you can't expect someone who hates god no. To, while they may say their epistemology is neutral or based off of it's not. objective facts it's not or whatever, it's yeah. it's not.
1: No, it's not. And the Bible is explicit that it's not. So uh, he goes on in that Ephesians 4 passage to talk about the futility of the mind and being dark and understanding. But he starts in verse 20 saying, but you did not learn Christ this way. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him just as truth as it I'm sorry, just as truth is in Jesus, that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted and put on the new self. So the laying aside of the old self, the putting on of the new self, the being raised up as a Christian, it came from being taught in truth. That's from Jesus. You totally, you now evaluate things in a totally different way. You became renewed in the spirit of your mind and you discarded the worldly thinking and feeling and reasoning and you put on the godly way. That's the only two ways, okay? That's the only two ways that's ever put forward. There's no, there are two systematically opposed mindsets and it's basically covenant keepers and covenant breakers. And that's what you see all over the Bible. There's those who will not be subject to God. And there's those who will be subject to God. And if there's somebody who's not subject to God, they can only train your children to also not be subject to God in their thinking. Right.
2: Now, they can train them facts,
1: mm-hmm.
2: pieces of information. Mm-hmm. The Declaration of Independence was signed. <laughs> Arizona became a state. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're not right. saying that... We're not, we're saying their epistemology mm-hmm. is inconsistent. Not that they're mm-hmm. just idiots that spew off nonsense. 100% but, of the time. <laughs> right. Um, but the point is, is that you. uh,
1: You can't serve two masters. How about well, that? Well, and you won't. You'll <laughs> find teachers. You'll end up on hating one. That
2: agree with what you say. Mm-hmm. You'll find teachers that, mm-hmm. you know the whole echo chamber thing mm-hmm. um but basically oh my gosh my poor brain has just
1: no i feel that it's a the point of here's here's well, something really really yeah, you imp- talk cuz going to figure out what i'm saying this is really important uh and i needed if you if you i okay so i'm 32 if you were raised the way that in my generation Uh, And there's this meme that's gone around that's hilarious and true. And it said, like, if government education took over the training of babies and how to walk, it would only take a generation before people really believed that it was only the government that could teach babies how to walk. And for most of like this whole government school system that we've all been catechized into as completely normal is not normal. (laughs) This is not right. how humans, for most of history, have learned uh from-
2: well, and I guess that's that leads to what I'm trying to say, which is that there are there's plenty of information that is helpful to your understanding of math, chemistry, earth sciences, mm-hmm. um writing, mm-hmm. there's all kinds of stuff um mm-hmm. but you are undeniably mm-hmm. accompanied by a worldview mm-hmm. and um, none of those topics mm-hmm. will completely escape your inability to know your epistemology, basically. Yeah, and I think that, but I think that the thing that people have a problem with is that, like, isn't that stuff important? Like, isn't it important to know? Like, are we saying that it's mm. not? Im- that being an educated person in the way that the government has decided, Mm -hmm. like where does that fall in line with Mm -hmm. Christian values and what we should be teaching our kids?
1: Okay. If that's your number one question, you've already left the reservation as far as I'm concerned. Like if that is your number one question, that question is so unimportant unless you have already made priority number one that your children grow up to love and fear the Lord because that, that is your responsibility as a parent. That's your responsibility as a person. Like if like to yourself, to your own training and equipping and knowledge is that if you are more concerned about whether or not you will teach long division well, than you are about whether or not you can train your children for, like equipping them in godliness, then don't even worry about division because you, you need to bring your mind into submission to Christ because it's not in submission to Christ. Like if you honestly, if you're like, I just can't homeschool because I can't manage the planners and the curriculum and the level of reading. You're not and worried. My, ki- my
2: kids won't be as smart as kids. You're not that- worried
1: about the right thing. We, we don't even have the same starting point. Because the point, the point of all education, the point of your entire life, the point of anything you do is to glorify God. That is, that is the whole point. And so if you don't know how to train your children into the fear and admonition of the Lord, that is your, that, that has to be your number one concern. I was thinking about, there's this, um, there's this missionary to the Philippines. I think his name was Frank Laubach and I should have written his name down. But if you go to the Philippines and you say his name, um, every single one of them will know his name. And the reason that that is, is that he was a missionary. And he is the reason that millions and millions of Filipinos know how to read. Now, did he go there to he's he's the reason that so many of them are literate. Okay, and he did not go to the Philippines because he had a great burden for everybody there to just be literate. He had a great burden for them to read the Bible. Right. That is why the reason that you teach your kids to read is so that they can read the Bible. The teaching, the reason that you teach your kids to do math is so they can grow up and manage their finances in a way that glorifies God. Right. If
2: you're not equipping your kids, um, in biblical understanding or in the gospel, godly living, yeah, godly living. Um, but you are stop. then just send them send them to well, public education. It always makes me think like what kind of like we at- we attempt all these like neutral things like especially the United States attempts to go into all these places and make things better for civilian life By and things standard. like that. But that's the thing is like what kind of life are you saving your right. super educated kids into. Right. Like so your kid may know everything about World War Two. Right. But like w- through that education, like what, what were you like? What is that for? Right. Like what is their life for what end so that like. they
1: can make a certain amount of money because you if that's your goal, if you're like, I just really need my children to be really successful so they can have the life that they want. No, I want my children to be successful and living the life that God has called them to whatever that looks like. Right. And that that's from that foundation. I, then I can worry about the details of what the education looks like. But I think we've all been so trained to believe that only the state or the government or somebody with a four-year degree can teach children how to do division. Uh, and if I do it, I'm going to mess up. And if I don't have the right curriculum, my children's lives are going to be ruined. You can, I promise you the way that you ruin your children's lives is to not train them for godliness. If you want to ruin your children's lives hand them over to the world worry more about their report card than their souls and their character and you you will absolutely destroy your children 100% you will you will produce an 18 year old who has no idea how to live, who doesn't know what the Bible says and is extremely confused. And if they're Christians, they're probably going to struggle with some bitterness towards you for it. Because I get a lot of emails from people who are like, my parents never taught me how to do and just like insert a list of how to be godly here. Mm -hmm. And that is the most important, like if you love Jesus, that is the most important thing you can teach anyone. And here's the bonus to doing that. Is that if you train someone, if your priority is that they know Christ and him crucified and that they know the scriptures and they know how to live godly lives, that is the person that gets hired. Somebody who is honest and hardworking is the person who gets hired. Somebody who understands that the study of biology isn't just the study of random fizzing chemicals, but it's thinking God's thoughts after him, because that's how we used right. to think of science, by the way. Yeah. They are going to excel in science. They're going to see the beauty, and th- you're going to give them reason to love the things that they are naturally drawn towards. I mean, I love the written word. I am I am not drawn towards biology and chemistry and math. Mm-hmm. But... I, <laughs> Uh, what does all how about the word let's talk about the word that's jesus like when you if you want to study literature and beautiful writing like having a robust christian view of why we are even communicative creatures changes the way that you look at literature what the the
2: alternative is of is vast education and intellect intellect in a meaningless world in
1: a more and being morally bankrupt right I don't care. And you being know,
2: only accountable to yourself right. and how you feel, especially now we, and that is, that is what people do. And the smarter you are, the better you are at <laughs> rationalizing all your, I mean, all your sin, this is who is producing all the critical theory yeah. garbage. These are the people, all the philosophical yeah. groanings of very, very literate people yeah. that have, of of an epistemology based totally on what they think Mm -hmm. and feel ultimately and super smart very smart many of them smarter than me Mm -hmm. all of them more educated than me (laughs) yeah um but they they have taken all that uh information into a meaningless world Mm -hmm. like why would you even care about philosophy if we all just if some of us Who are cares? just, if some of us are just more meaningless than others, and some of us are more right. dead and non-existent than others, and we're all just headed towards that anyway, right. like there, it's they don't even for for a world that preaches the importance of education, there's not even a reason to be educated. to be more educated. The
1: only thing that's for you to do if we're all just apes on ego trips is to just reproduce and be the strongest. And honestly, if you've reproduced and raised your children, you have no point anymore. Right? You have no point anymore anyways. So get out of the way because you're taking up resources. And that if, do you want your kids to be trained in that worldview? And here's the thing is that unbelievers know that having the minds of the children is extremely important. That's why there's been a long, slow march through academia since the sixties because Mm -hmm. the communists lost, they realized that they lost. And so they came over here and they came into our institutions and they said, we're going to capture the minds of the young ones. That's how we're going to change the world. And that is how you change the world. Right. If you, like,
2: our government is the God that we have set over ourselves that determines what is right and good to learn. Yeah. Um, and, while there are some things that are like two plus two equals four, mm. and you will learn that in school, mm-hmm. but now you might learn that two plus two does not Doesn't necessarily equal, equal four. Four. Um, you're starting to see it more sort of uh fall apart more and more as we go. Right. But um, there are. We just. I mean, I feel like our generation of faithful Christians is just this massive example of people that have had to unlearn Mm -hmm. things that we learned. And that's Mm -hmm. all the way from, you know, maybe how you think about science Mm -hmm. all the way down to how we interpret our feelings. That's how influential it's been. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I do, I think about this stuff a lot of the day Mm -hmm. (laughs) I do it for my job Mm -hmm. and, um, I still find ways that I was heavily influenced. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm still and I'm still like working around those things and through those things and you know it's not the end of the world but um right. it's just that there there's a definite influence um it's just apparent. Mm-hmm. Like I can't I don't need to prove it no. <laughs> our generation Millennials specifically mm-hmm. um, are such an example of the effect that uh, public school had on Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, and it led to a group of people that, right, that um, think that look to the government as God, mm-hmm. and who um, don't think the things of God don't think the things of God
1: right well and ultimately you know what I hear a lot is like well I live in a conservative state and you know things aren't that bad here like I know I know that they're teaching five-year-olds how to masturbate in kindergarten but that's only in California and I want you to know that that's not true no uh but if you can't think of anything like any other reason to pull your kids out of public education other than that or to at least evaluate why you educate your kids the way that you educate them unless it's something that like defcon 5 then we do have different uh, you and i have different a different worldview in terms of what education is for and you know i know that a lot of what I want to be careful of is we it's so easy for us to say, and I bet you guys hear this all the time, like moms have a high calling, motherhood is a high calling, high calling, high calling, high calling. And what we need to be really careful of is not getting numb to that fact because it's easy to become numb to a fact that you hear over and over. Right. You're like, yes, I believe that motherhood is great and it's a high calling and then you, you get sick of hearing it. I think the devil would love it if you got super tired of viewing your duty in raising your children as a high calling. He would love if you got sick of that. And he would love if you were making compromises on that. And he would love if you didn't believe that he would love if you believe that education might be neutral and that maybe you can undo all of that stuff that they get from their unbelieving friends and teachers in the couple hours that you have them in the evening. But is that really what's happening? It's too
2: hard to do.
1: And maybe it is too hard and maybe you can't do it and maybe you will. You know what I mean? And it's like all the really successful homeschoolers that I know or privately educated kids that I know, because I know a lot of homeschool families whose kids are now in like Ivy League schools. And I want you to know that their moms that homeschooled them were not privately college educated, trained women the difference between them and their peers is that they were raised with an explicitly Christian worldview, which inferred a high view of work and education because it was ultimately about the study of the most important person in the universe, which is God. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are successful because their mother was totally committed like radically and totally committed. I'm thinking about one family in particular who have 10 kids and I think six out of 10 of them like have already graduated with MDs, PhDs, you know, all the like, and the four that haven't, it's because they're still in high school. (laughs) Um, And it's like I said, I, I know her personally. And what I can tell you is that she doesn't have like some great, Secret that you all just don't have access to, or yeah. whatever. It's that she believes that her job was to raise the kids, and it made all the difference because she was super, super committed, right? And she was super joyful in that work. And I don't believe that every kid that you graduate from high school needs to go on to get some kind of PhD and all of that. Like I don't believe that either. Well, and
2: not every kid needs to be a genius in every way or love all the things in every right. way. Right. Um I mean. I I feel like there's plenty of opinions even to be shared about the way that public school works, um, and the, yeah,
1: the way that ch- kids are treated, and
2: <laughs> the way that kids learn and mm-hmm. things like that. That, but that's a part of the whole practical conversation, and that's not even really right. like what we're getting into. No, but you, you education really should be a pro. Like it should be a product of the type of person you are becoming, right? Mm-hmm. Like the things you educate yourself in should contribute to not who you are as a person, like your very identity, but what kind of person you are. Mm-hmm. Are you disciplined? Right. Are you willing to do hard work?
1: And you are to be consecrated and set apart. Right. You're supposed to look different right. than the world. Yeah. You should look radically Different. Jesus said in John 17 to be sanctified by the truth and to be sanctified in that setting means to be consecrated and to be unique and to be distinguished. And and what's the next sentence? Thy word is truth. So what yeah. are you to be sanctified by? What are you to be growing in the word? Yeah. And then you have all those Old Testament <laughs> verses that are just beautiful. I don't have time to cover them all here about how like part of our part of their job was to have the law of God yeah. written on their hearts day and night. Like, are you writing the law of God on your children's hearts day and night? Are you meditating right. on who he is day and night? Is that an is, if that's something that you haven't made time for, why not? Right. Why not? What could possibly be more important? And I like, I know we have to
2: be care. We do really have to be careful. We have a lot of influence telling us what is important. Yeah. And we even have, we have influence, um, mm-hmm. especially in the world of epistemology, you have plenty of influence mm-hmm. telling you mm-hmm. that the things of God yeah. are not, they're a stupid way yeah. to know mm-hmm. what, you know, yeah. they're stupid and superstitious and hateful mm-hmm. and all those things. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, when you say that you're supposed to look different, your kids will mm-hmm. look different. Um, And it's weird that when we a lot of people will hear what we're talking about and they'll be like, oh, well, are my kids supposed to look different because they're going to be dumb?
1: No, it's because they're supposed to be Christians.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we need to we need to (laughs) we need to we need to to pay attention to how we know what we know. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we think uh, that's another thing we become desensitized to is just like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, I know what I know from the word of God. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but also my kids will be dumb if they don't. If they don't uh, adhere to a federally set or state set um, right. curriculum. Right. <laughs> and we may not even say those words, but we but do we think, think them. It. And we, yeah. we, we live like it. it. Yeah. yeah. And so really, mm-hmm. it is important to say to yourself, how do I know what I know? Mm-hmm. Like for real, for mm-hmm. real, not just the mm-hmm. Jesus, not the right answer, mm-hmm. answer, you know? Yeah. Just... Like how, how are you, how do you determine Mm -hmm. what works for your family? Right. How are you determining Mm -hmm. how to educate your kids and what to educate them in? Mm -hmm. Really? How do you know what you know?
1: Right. Well, and all of us, I feel like so many Christians, like on Sunday, we're singing, hallelujah, all I have is Christ. And what we really mean is like, all I have is Christ. Plus my state funded this, plus my government educated this, plus my Google, plus my like, it's like. Do, is, is Christ all you really have? Like, right. is, li- is living for Christ and knowing Christ, is that really all you have? Or are you so busy with the things of the world that you really are afraid that living for Christ might make your kids dumb? Because, right. you know, the socialization question, I just got to say, I am thrilled. I, I am beyond thrilled that my children will not be socialized by their unbelieving peers because you know what if you went to public school you know exactly what that means
2: and that's what i was talking about earlier like it doesn't need to be proven in this conversation because chances are if you're listening to this you were publicly educated and you know exactly why is that you know exactly why
1: (laughs) i want i want my kids to learn how to behave from me not from the other kids that they're going to school with because I see their Deadpool sweaters and I hear their dirty mouths and I know what they're looking at on their phones. I'm sorry. Is that what I want them to be socialized well, by? And now no. I'm surrounded
2: by people who don't know what they... Like, they don't know how they know what they know. Right. They don't. They look inside. No. Yeah, they look inside. My peers, mm-hmm. the class of 2007, <laughs> yeah. is a group of people... of was a group of navel gazers that goes... I'm so sad. What do I do? And then they just (laughs) look at themselves like I'm sad and broken. Yeah. What do I do? Sad and broken self. And no, like they have no idea what to do. And the reason why it was such a revelation to me Mm -hmm. is because I was that person too. I -hmm. was that person. It was a revelation to me to think Mm -hmm. I haven't even, no one even brought up the philosophical question of how do we know? What oh, we yeah. know, we were just yeah. thrust into education instead of actually being taught. Like this is how, yeah. you know, to discern. Right. What I'm saying is true.
1: Everyone has things they take for granted, and what is taken for granted in this conversation is, the government is here to help, and, you know, what could possibly be bad about learning from an unbeliever? How the insight well, and of that, the is how, works. that
2: is how that is how public education started. The government showed up to help kids who were poor and couldn't receive yeah, educations didn't have. They were orphans, mm-hmm. or they had to work long jobs. Mm-hmm. Or, or, but we played, when they were young.
1: Listen, we played that clip for you last week, and when that lady was saying, you know, if you don't believe in systemic racism, oh, yeah. if you don't believe in all of, then don't teach. And I agree with her. Yeah, if you don't believe in the religion that's taught in public schools, you shouldn't be teaching in those public schools. Right. Because they have a religion. They have a set of beliefs. It's the unbelieving world, by the way, because, again, there's no neutrality. And they are going to teach those things, whether they explicitly teach them or not. And P.S., they are explicitly teaching them. Mm-hmm. And if it hasn't come to your kid's school yet, it's on its way. Right. Uh, and so my question is, like, well, what are you going to do then? If you're like, this is just too hard for me and I can't do it, what are you going to do you cannot look your child in the face and say, I need to, I'm going to send you to go be taught about how you're white. So you're a racist and because it's just too hard for me to have you here all day. Right. That's not, yeah, okay. we need,
2: we do need to looking at, looking at that stuff is, is very important too. I think we, there are plenty of conversations that happen surrounding this topic and the one that none of us want to actually have is about how much we want to put ourselves above our kids. Right. Um, And that is we have that's something that I discovered in my search, my research on Mm. youth groups and family integrated services. And I'm not, you know, again, to an extent, like all of this is none of my business, Mm -hmm. but um, there is something about abdicating Mm -hmm. your role yeah and trust me when we made the switch to family integrated service yeah it was not a thing that some people were happy to hear Mm -hmm. and it was a process Mm -hmm. and then there were people that said you know what like I realized that my kid was doing stuff in nursery I didn't even know about right that I didn't know about and that the nursery workers couldn't have possibly disciplined them for Right. Because they're not the parent, (laughs) you know? Yep. And so I do think we have to be careful. I'm certainly not saying this is 100% the case, but this is, this is the part of the conversation we don't want to have, which is that, um, which is decide. So foundationally this, an, an issue here is, do you think that it is your, a part of your job and duty to equip and disciple and educate your kids. Right. Because largely we've been told. It's not. It's not.
1: Right. But because the Bible the, would
2: say something different. The so, Bible says
1: something radically different. right?
2: So it's really that's really another thing that we may have all grown up with just thinking like, oh, this is very normal, you know. Um But the Bible has.
1: It's not optional to bring up your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Right. That is not optional. That's a biblical command. You are commanded to raise your children in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. And so meditate on what that means and be assessing with your husband. Are we raising our children in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord? Are we raising children that look different than their peers? Right. They're unbelieving peers. Are we raising children who know their Bible as well as they know their math textbook? Because you need to have your first priorities, your first priorities. And your children should know math. Right. Yeah. I I believe that the pursuit of godliness results in excellent education. This is not an episode of like education is not important. I I hold education in extremely high regard. That's why I, I lay my life down for it. Right. If you want to know how important I think education is, ask me how I spend the majority of my time. It's educating my children. Right. That's how important I think it is. So don't hear me saying anything other than that. What I'm saying is, is that the most important thing in their education, why do I care that my children can read? Because I want them to read the Bible. That's my priority. Right. Why, and here's the thing, is that the world believes this too. The world does not want us to homeschool. The world does not want me to do what I'm doing. There's a reason why homeschooling is illegal in places like Germany where they hate Christianity. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why people in our nation want to make homeschool illegal. And it's because of people like me. It's because of what I'm teaching my kids. It's because there's no neutrality. And the world knows it. And Christians, so many, have become so complacent. And they want to believe there's neutrality because the other option is too hard. Right. You need to look it in the face. You need to yeah. look it straight in the face. This mm-hmm. it's not easy to homeschool. It's not easy to to figure it, out how to pay for private school. Right. Uh, there's a reason I haven't figured out to pay how to pay for private school because it's really hard. Right. Um and that's not it's not an option for everybody and it's not an option for me. And so I I relate. I relate to the conundrum. I have been in it. I've been the single mom who didn't know what I was going to do. I've been the homeschool mom who thought this was so hard. I need to figure out how to pay for private school. I've been the homeschool mom who's figured out how to do it joyfully. It's hard. But what I'm saying ultimately on the question of education is it's your duty, not the government's. And if you're willing to hand over your kids' education to people who are going to train them in ungodliness, you need to ask yourself if you're being obedient.
2: There are consequences to being unfaithful in this area. Yes. Like. Yes. The consequences that will hurt the little people you love more than almost anything.
1: Yes. Now, in 1 Timothy 6, Paul tells Timothy to beware of that which is fake knowledge. To beware of false knowledge. And I listened to this great Greg Bonson talk, and he was just talking about how not everything that comes to you parading itself as knowledge or wisdom or truth or goodness should be trusted as such. And my rock-bottom belief on this topic is that the Apostle Peter was right when he said that we have been given everything that we need for life and godliness. If you have the Scriptures, if you have the Holy Spirit— You have been given everything that you need for life and godliness. Everything. Everything for education. Everything for practical application. You have been given everything you need for life and godliness. Do you believe that you have the Holy Spirit? Do you believe you have the Word of God? Okay, now, how then shall we live? Is the question that Mm -hmm. a lot of people are asking. And the answer is you need to obey and be faithful And a lot of people are like, well, I wasn't homeschooled. I was publicly schooled. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. You need to get in the word and you need to get into a good church and your questions will be answered. And if you're just full of concern and worry, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do this. Number one, I can relate. And number two, trust God. Trust God. Does he enable you to do what he's called you to? Yes. And amen. Every time now, trust God. And if that means that you need to send your kids to private school, if that means you need to change your life around, you know, be faithful and trust God. Right. There's so many things that we worry and stress about that we don't need to worry and stress about.
2: Well, and we, we do this thing when we kind of, re- we recently did an episode that sort of touches on this, where we do this thing where like someone has been blessed in their faithfulness and we like look at it and we're like, Well, the reason they were able to accomplish that is because, like, God showed them favor. So, But I can't. Right. And it's like, well, what do you mean? Yeah. (laughs) You're saying they were faithful and God blessed that. And you, a Christian, because it was Mm -hmm. God that stepped in and intervened, Mm -hmm. it wasn't them. And (laughs) his blessing wouldn't apply to you if you were faithful. Right. There are so many people that I know that... We're not homeschooling. They were never doing that. Yeah. Um. And then their convictions changed. Yeah. And they sacrificed mm-hmm. lifestyle. Mm-hmm. They sacrificed relationships. Mm-hmm. They sacrificed their own teaching mm-hmm. career um, mm-hmm. that they paid for and were educated in. Mm-hmm. Um. And not a single one of them has regretted it. Yeah. Do I think that we need to always be... There are so many... Great resources. We should always have our hearts, mm-hmm. have it on our hearts, mm-hmm. for people who are in weird, extreme circumstances that mm-hmm. want to homeschool their kids and can't. Yeah. If you feel a special tug on your heart, that's some. You should do something about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pay
1: attention to the conviction of the spirit. Right. If, you know. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is not something. It's something that has. It's purely been our epistemologies have been they're bad (laughs) they're just bad yeah um and we need it's just another area where we need to make sure Mm -hmm. that um that we know where knowledge comes from where wisdom comes from and of course the bible different there's different when the Bible uses the word wisdom, it sometimes refers to like to different things, you know? Um, so sometimes it would refer to like a fact that is just true, you know? But, um, in many, many cases, most of the cases I would say it refers to biblical knowledge and your kids are not learning that. The application of knowledge. Yeah. Even, even I would venture to say Mm -hmm. even a school where your kid is taking a Bible class, Mm -hmm that's not going to be enough for you. I mean, the people I know who send their kids to Mm -hmm. private schools, Mm -hmm. they would still never say that's a sufficient um, education because they understand that it's important and it's their duty Mm -hmm. um, to be discipling their kids.
1: Yeah. So uh, what I really want to just make clear is that I am not, we're not here to tell you exactly how your education of your children is going to look like in your life. That's why it's so hard when I get the questions of like, what do you do? I just want to say, well, like I do something that might never, ever work for you. Right. Um, And this is something you need to work out between yourself, the Lord, your husband, your church, your immediate community Um, that I, you know, I'm, I will share with you super briefly. This is what I do, but it's not... I don't know you or your kids or your time constraints or your financial constraints or anything about you personally. And so all of that, like it's not, it's none of my business and it's way right. more you, your husband's business, the Lord's right. business. When it comes down to the actual
2: decisions that you're making, <laughs> the people that have yeah. sovereignty
1: in your life. Um, But what I want to say is that the most important thing you can do is train your children in life and godliness. Like that is the most important thing you can do. And a lot of people are like, well, how do you do that? And it's like, honestly, let me tell you my magic secret. I read the Bible with my kids and I talk about it with them. You know, last summer they memorized most of Romans 1. And as we memorized it, I talked to them about it. About what it meant. About what it meant. Because I don't need them to just memorize scripture that has no meaning to them. Um, Another thing I did every day over the summer was... We would read, we pick a proverb, we read three verses at a time, and we talk about it. I mean, I'm serious. Some of the best community I've ever had with my kids was just we read three verses from Proverbs and talked about it. That is the life-on-life kind of practice and application that your kids need, way more than a special curriculum or this many about a a books books. they need your time attention and the word that is the most important thing you can give them and i have spent hours with my kids on fractions and division and historical this and that and this science thing and this and phonics and we do that
2: right
1: um but we do it with the understanding that christ is king and that all not all knowledge is from him and in him that is the clear teaching of paul Colossians 2, Ephesians 4, 1 Timothy 6, all over the Old Testament. Yeah. Um, it's the fear of the Lord that's the beginning of knowledge. And you don't need to spend a ton of money. Let me tell <laughs> So just really quickly, this was my, my first year doing Charlotte Mason. I've really enjoyed it. It's not my super, I'm not crazy about it. I like it. I'm not like, wow, this is mind blowing. Everybody do Charlotte Mason. That might not work for you. Mm-hmm. Fine. Um, a lot of my friends are into classical education. Everything I've read about it, great looks great love it try it out (laughs) we do math online I still have to help my kids but I have a super affordable online math that does it for them because I have four of them and there's only so many hours in the day and I can fill in the gaps that the math doesn't that the online curriculum doesn't like I said I've spent hours on division and fractions lately and (laughs) well I'm like the only thing that you would possibly so like Not saying that
2: you're defending the way you educate your kids, but if you, if that what you, if every, if what everything you just said was a defense, it would be a defense against the notion that kids need to sit in a certain place for a certain amount of time in a certain subject. So it all just goes back to this this belief of what are you, how what, do, you what do you know what you know? What are you presupposing? Do we all know what we know because yeah. we sat in a school for seven hours a day and had a teacher who knew how to age appropriately teach us? Right. What did we learn how to read? I mean, because did they?
1: Why does everybody t- trust teachers so much? Right. Why? I've had
2: some great teachers. I've, had some I've great also teachers. had some teachers that were totally filming it in. They're
1: just humans. They're just humans that went to a four year institution. They are not superhumans that have some secret knowledge that you don't have, and they're not—they're not neutral either. They not all neutral, have an epistemology, and they don't know your kids like you do. Right. Why do you think they can teach them better? Right. No, just no. Right. My I with every single one of my kids that I homeschool, I can tell you exactly how they would be struggling if they were in a public education setting. I could I could write a book on it well and there's no character training
2: there's no character (laughs) training in well let's just put it this way you should be character training yeah your kids yeah um it's not a character train and it's Mm -hmm. not character training to teach your kids to sit in one spot no for an hour and then do that in seven more seats right um so we yeah i'm of the opinion that we are just a little bit influenced Mm-hmm. By what a lot of the that. world currently says mm-hmm. education is and what's required for education, because we yeah. also require um, we requ- for whatever reason in our culture, we think you should just go to college, even if you don't even know what you want to do. And you right. should go to college if there's not going to be any financial <laughs> return. You should go to Harvard. <laughs> take out $300,000 in student loan debt and then become an English teacher.
1: So you can say that you're the best English teacher because you went to Harvard. Yeah. No, (laughs) we, it's such, it's so stupid. It, I can't, the older you get
2: the further, the more of a secular education you're talking about.
1: Yeah. No. So look to Christ, be faithful with your children Do not underestimate the calling that you have as women to influence your children in living a life that's different than the world. And, and your responsibility is to make, to be fruitful and make your household look like a household that glorifies Christ. And that's going to look radically different than your neighbor's house. If they don't know Christ, your kids are not missionaries in the public school setting, nor are they meant to be. They are to be raised in the fear and the admonition of the Lord and leave everything else to him. Like we would tell you this with any other topic, with any other topic, it would be be faithful, no matter what that looks like. I know it's probably going to be hard, and the reward is great. And trust I God. Mean, and we all I do think, we not say this every I week? Think, yeah,
2: seriously. I think the issue <laughs> is week. that I think the issue is that in our like in our world, sometimes we think we're being more careful faithful than we are.
1: Oh. You know, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I think
2: that's really why we have to say this so much to ourselves and so much on like such a variety of topics is that we like trick ourselves into thinking that we're just we're like doing better than we really are doing. You you broke
1: a toe there with some people. Speaking
2: of breaking a toe. (laughs) Yeah, this episode is we I did not give you permission to use this episode as a weapon against someone in your life that you just have been dying for them to homeschool their kids, <laughs> yeah, and you just want to stick it to them you about may how not. evil this you episode. May not. If you're listening to this episode, <laughs> if you listen to any She Legend's episode, you may this not. episode is for you. <laughs> it is not for your friend. No, please. <laughs> you may don't. tag her in it, and then she may listen, and then it will be for her. But <laughs> then you can you can
1: have a conversation. But yeah, please don't. This and- is such a. I understand this is a a topic that might lead to hurt feelings. Uh, The Sheologian said, I have to quit my job today. (laughs) Please don't tell your husband that because it's not true. Right. Um, What we want to encourage you in is raising up a household that it, that believes that it has everything that it needs for life and godliness. And that believes that the nurture and admonition of the Lord is your responsibility that agrees with scripture on this topic, and whatever that is going to look like again needs to be something that you prayerfully determine with your husband. And it's not just we've taken the easiest option, and that's what we're doing. There you go, you can leave us a voicemail. We still like all of you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> raise Christians. I get it, raise this Christians. Is, Love you. This is yeah, this 4-4-4-7-0. is 4470. Just...
2: We're all in different places, but. Raise our, Christians. Yeah, that please. will always be our encouragement. <laughs> Raise, we can't encourage you to not do that.
1: <laughs> Raise Christians, please. 470 465 0475. There's no such thing as neutrality. And we're going to be saying a little prayer for you. See you next week. See ya.